Hello everyone, welcome to Two Men On. We have Scotty and Johnny once again here on BDL Radio, uh, ready to talk up some BDL postseason predictions. I was hoping to find a guest for the show to uh, kind of supplant uh, Johnny's discussion here since he's right in the thick of things, but uh, wasn't able to come up with anybody, but uh, did extend the invitation to Brent. Uh, I, I guess he stood me up. It's 10.42 here. We're, we're still waiting on the final game. Uh, they're... Uh, in the National League to, to end, but, oh, wait, there he is, Brent Lewis. <laughs> hey. Welcome to BDL Radio. Uh, it's good to be here. <laughs> Welcome, Brent. What quite a momentous occasion. <laughs> <laughs> we're happy to have Brent with us today to, uh, we're going to hit, hit the highlights of the postseason and, uh, and see what we can, what we can do to predict the 2008 BDL champion, um, Round one matchups are are set, or pretty much set, I believe, as I stated. Um, we're actually watching the, the final game of the BDL regular season between the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers tick off. I believe we're in the, where are we at now, Brent? Top of the eighth, maybe? Uh, bottom of the seventh. But we're still in the bottom of the seventh, okay. Um, we don't expect at this point any uh, any uh, stat changes that will, that will affect the seating, so we're going to proceed with, with this uh, edition of, of uh, Two Men On, and uh, if, if we do have any changes that uh, occur here in the next uh, few minutes, then, then uh, we'll be sure to, to let you know and update these standings for you, but as it looks right now, uh, Brent, Johnny, we're going to see the Damage, who have locked up the third seed against the New Market Nats in round one, the Nats who have wrapped up the sixth seed this year. And that pretty much is uh, defines uh, the whole postseason, at least to me. Um, we're going to have several matchups that are going to be virtually impossible to call. Um, I know it's easy to say. We probably say that every year. But this year especially, it just seems to me. Uh, I don't. I don't know what your your guys' thoughts are. You can uh, chime in there. But uh, we're really going to have some matchups that, that. I mean, it's it's really a crapshoot. It really is. But uh, what do you see, Brent, from uh, from the damage in that here in round one? Uh, I mean, I can see the damage probably coming out on top. Personally, I mean, it's not that Don's team doesn't have the potential. It's but with Chipper Jones being a question mark, you got the bond is. For the Mariners, he seems to be kind of a light switch. Sometimes he'll be on, and sometimes he'll just be horrible. He's got Wakefield, whose back seems to be shoddy here. Or if it's not his back, it's his arm or something. And then, let's see. Yeah. And then Damage has got Sabathia, who, since he's been with the, excuse me, the Brewers, he's just been unstoppable. Yeah, that's yeah, another sure. complete game today. Oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah, he he yeah. hasn't been on fire since that trade. Um, you know, it, it, it's again, it's a tough call. The, the damage in the Nats. Um, this is both teams' second postseason appearance uh, in in league history. Both both teams made it last year. Um, I, I would really lean toward the damage um, myself. Of course, they are seated three seeds higher, and and, and rightfully so. They're going to finish uh, finish things out with likely a, a 6.55 winning percentage. Which um, just by eyeballing the figures, the numbers that's going to sit about 
about fifth all-time, I believe, in the league, that winning percentage. Mm. Um, wow, two years into the league. Yeah. Yeah, Bill really has done great things with uh, with that team. Um, I, I do see the damage moving on personally. I, I don't know what your feelings are, Johnny. Well, I, uh, not that I don't respect the, the Nats, like Brent said, but um, based on the damage depth, I would say, for the most part, uh, they've made a couple monstrous trades this year. And uh, the first one at the beginning of the year to really bolster their pitching. And then later, later in the year, uh, I guess they're outfield mainly. But um, they're stacked up and down uh, their rotation, and and with the closers, I, I just don't think Don has a chance there. And and they'll be at least competitive in in the hitting, if not just uh, just take it. I, I see the Dems taking this one pretty easily. Actually, I agree that um, the six teams that are kind of moving forward are. Uh, you know, any given week, any given team could probably move on, but um, they are that good. It shows uh, this matchup. I think I think the damage has it. Yeah, the second first round matchup we have really is is one of, of epic proportions. It has become a, a rivalry for the ages in the BDL. The uh, Rebels, formerly the Vikings, of course, versus the Falcons um, in round one. That will that will constitute the fourth and fifth seeds in the playoffs. Uh, uh, Mark and his and his Rebels have won the South Division for the second consecutive year, and they will be moving on to face the their division rival Falcons, and of course the two-time defending BDL champion Falcons in round one for the second consecutive year. <laughs> so uh, last year, um, the last matchup for those two teams in the regular season. Of course, they were pitted against each other, and the uh, Rebels came out on top, then Vikings came out on top, and won the, won the division. That was in 07. And um, their round one matchup um, last year, um, Ernest uh, and his Falcons returned the favor and uh, claimed that series and moved on, of course, to claim his second consecutive title. Um, looks like we're going to get a replay, a repeat. Um, be a fantastic rematch, and I, I have learned my lesson, Johnny, um, <laughs> the hard way. <laughs> not I think I've learned against, that same lesson. Not to not to bet against uh, uh, Helsinki and and those and those Falcons. So, with that said, you know the Rebels were one of my preseason picks for uh, you know contenders for the title this season, so it, it's it's difficult for me to bet against that team, considering they didn't even play from behind this year in the South, came back and claimed the division, and um, they're looking looking very strong. Uh, Richmond is looking very strong, and that that really might be the toughest matchup to call uh, of the entire playoff. I don't I don't think we're going to see a matchup that's going to be tougher to call than, than Rebels-Falcons in round one. Brent, what do you think? Um, the Rebels, they're pitching, they've always been a pitching-centric team. I mean, they've got Halliday, Handrahan is their, one of their closers, Peavy. And then, plus, they also have Musina, who's having an outstanding year. They made that huge trade to get Yohan and bring him in. Right. I mean, it's between his pitching, and he's got some solid players, and Adrian Gonzalez and Huff is having a career season. I just, I lean towards them probably taking this matchup. 
although it's the Falcons and how many times have people said that? <laughs> exactly. It's just so close. Johnny, what what do you think? What's your call there? Okay, yes, uh this is probably the most difficult matchup of uh of all the playoffs I would think. Um I was looking at their, their season series. Uh uh the Rebels won week one, Falcons win week twelve. It looks like the Rebels are winning again this week. And uh who knows, I mean it could be the Falcons again next week. Um, and I, just out of karma's sake, I don't think I can pick against the Falcons. Um, come back to bite me again. But the Rebels were my preseason favorite, and I don't see much of a reason to really not consider them the same at this point, except that intangible that Aaron has, I don't know, it, you could talk about it on the forum for, I mean, we talk about it all year. It's just earning the playoffs, and um, it's a tough matchup week one for the Rebels. I'm going to go with the Rebels. Uh, we will see how that works out. Well, I, I, I'm going to go, I guess I'm going to be the one of the three of us to go against the green there. Um, again, as I said, you know, the Rebels were among my top preseason picks. Uh, I'll have to reference reference uh, the our two men on episode at that time may have been my top pick um i i'm i'm simply not betting against the falcons in round one i'm not doing it uh no disrespect to to mark and what he's done and the rebels i you know i, I firmly believe that they're one of the strongest teams in the league and they're, they're going to continue to be so but uh <laughs> frankly and until until earn drops the ball um at least, at least in the opening round, I'm just, I'm just not doing it, guys. I'm really not. <laughs> so hey, I, I can't blame you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Earn just for, uh, just for uh, historical aspect there, and, and and we'll see where that goes. I mean, again, that's that's. I don't believe you're going to see a a, a a matchup that's tougher to call throughout the entire postseason, and maybe really could go either way. But uh, uh, Brent, how are we looking on the? Uh, Dodgers Diamondbacks there. Uh, we are going into the bottom of the eighth. Bottom the of the eighth. Dodgers are up eight to one. Okay, Dodgers up eight to one. Just to uh, give our listeners some perspective, uh, of course that rounds out the the bottom four playoff seeds. Number three, Damage. Number four, Rebels. Number five, Falcons. Number six, the Nats. Um, assuming nothing changes, um, that's really all dependent on this ball game. That's um, about to conclude. Assuming nothing changes, our 2008 regular season champions, uh, none other than Craig Hunter and his Bulawayo Bulldogs, uh, they will claim the top seed and earn the top buy for the playoffs. And, of course, our second seed, uh, just across the uh, phone line from me, Johnny Holmes and uh, Christian Zabeski. Managing the Killer Car Company, They're taking home the second seed and the second buy. Um, first time that the Killer Car Company has uh, has earned a seed that high. First time they have claimed the North Division. Uh, Johnny, before we go any further, your comments on claiming your first uh, division title. Well, uh, Chris and I are both uh, pretty proud of. Of where we finished, this is going to be the first year we uh, move past the first round. 
<laughs> and if only uh, by default. <laughs> if only by default we have done that. Um, not completely satisfied with the entire regular season as uh, it did come down to the wire, and uh, we kind of let that first seed slip out of our grips. Um, that said, uh, I got to congratulate uh, Craig and the Bulldogs for everything they did. I mean, I didn't even pick them to to make the playoffs this year. I um, I didn't see it, and I was completely wrong. Giovanna Soto has continued to prove me completely wrong, and uh, I think he's earned it. So uh, that said, we look forward to the bye, and uh, we'll see what comes the second week of the playoffs. Certainly has been a, a great season for the Bulldogs, uh, as well as the Killer Cars. Uh, just to to add to the uh, to the uh, stats I'm looking at here, uh, again, assuming nothing changes, um, a few records uh, have been set because of the final standings. The Bulldogs and Killer Cars both have tied the single season record for wins at 135. And add to that, the Killer Cars and Bulldogs also have broken the single season record for winning percentage. Uh, but of course, the Bulldogs are going to nudge <laughs> nudge the killer cars by just a hair. Uh, killer cars coming in at uh, 662, I believe, if my math is correct. And the Bulldogs finishing with a 667. The previous record was held by the uh, Gotham City Generals and the New Market Nats, both teams which set a uh, uh, winning percentage of 660 last season. Um, so very, very close at the top. Um, the, uh, while we're on that particular subject, NorCal, have to give a, uh, a shout-out to NorCal, too, came close to matching that 660. They finished with a 655 and 130 wins. But uh, the, the one X factor that we're, we're kind of waiting to see, again, we don't think anything's going to change here, but um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, uh, the, the X factor here, if Russell Martin, who's still playing for the, for the Dodgers in this evening's game, were to score... Two more runs, is that correct, Brent? Yeah, that's correct. Two more runs, and that would swing the standings uh, just enough to to uh, throw the Bulldogs and Killer Cars into a tie for the top seed. Uh, they split the season 5-5, um, I believe. Johnny, is that correct? Absolutely correct. Uh, which, uh, in that case, of course, that is the first tie break, is, is the, uh, the season series. And, of course, since they're out of division, they will only play once. So that's just a 5-5. Five, five. So it would go to the next tiebreaker. I would have to reference our rule book um, quickly, but I believe that's season ERA. Um, but again, we don't we don't foresee that uh, to having to be the case. So um, now that more just speaks to how close this league was. Uh, I mean, to come within, you know, we finished with the same number of wins. I have two more losses. He's got two more ties. We're that close. I mean, the. The damage with 130 wins, the Rebels with 131. It's just uh, just down the line, so close this year. Mm, definitely. And Johnny, you uh, uh, you and your killer cars kind of had a uh, uh, what you perceived as a as a down as a downturn uh, since the All Star break. Uh, you went um, four two and one um, in our in the matchups since the All Star break. If I'm correct. Um, that included losses to. 
the friend sitting across from you, uh, Brent, and his wallaby <laughs> at 4-5. Got to get he earned it. Time. Yeah, and uh, of course the uh, the nap as well, uh, just recently. Um, as far as your, I mean, you really started the season on a tear, Johnny. Um, and the killer cars just really were obliterating people offensively. Uh, do you see any key factors leading to uh, any, any the, the, these concerns that uh, you may have about your offense going into the second round? Well, to be honest with you, I don't have any answers on my offense. I see weekly wins uh, with eight wins, nine wins, seven wins here and there in the second half. And i got to tell you, I've been mainly relying on my pitching. Um, I built this team... Knowing, knowing that Kristen and I both have built this team, knowing that our, our pitching was going to be, you know, the key for us. And when you go up against teams like um, the Rebels, especially in the Falcons, who also, you know, just pound you with uh, pitcher after pitcher, I wanted to be able to do that, and I wanted to be able to do that better and have, you know, studs going every day and. I knew that, you know, based on the past couple of years, I wanted to assure myself of five victories, if if possible. And we'll see. Anything can happen during, you know, a given week when it comes to hitting. And because uh, I've been on the uh, down end of that for the past two years, the hitting just goes away. And I, I don't completely understand it still, but um, I'm counting on two weeks from now, my hitting picking back up because they're all... They're all all-stars. I'm just counting on my hitting to, to pick it up. I'll have hopefully the five pitching categories. It's uh, what we put our team around. And in two weeks, we'll look at uh, the damage of the Nats and, and just bring our best hitting that we can. Okay, moving into the second round there, let's go ahead and talk about that. Um, Brent, uh, all three of us really kind of came to the consensus there that, uh, that we would expect NorCal to probably take that round one matchup. And that would pit the killer cars in damage in round two in the semifinals. Uh, what do you see coming out of that matchup? Well, it'd be kind of a that'd be a tough one to call because I mean, as Johnny mentioned before, his team has has got a lot of strong pitching, and the bats have been kind of wavering here lately. But it, whereas the damage seems to be kind of the polar opposite there. They've got strong pitching, but it's not as deep as their bench and their starting right. lineup. And they've got Fielder and Hardy, McLuthan have McLuthan and Ludwig are both having just phenomenal seasons, and it could e- easily be a five-five week coming down to a possible tiebreaker. I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. Right. It, it, it's definitely going to be another close one. Um, I, I know the, the damage kind of is, is uh, uh, the Achilles heel for for the killer cars, or at least have been, um, uh, got bounced out of the playoffs last year um, by the damage, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, uh, that was the only team you had a losing record against this year, is that correct? Yeah, for the season. I've had other losses, but for the season, I, uh, the head-to-head, finished uh, below 500 against the damage. Right, yeah. You know that's you know it's again it's it's a coin toss. Um, yeah, if you're betting out there, if you're betting, it's, it's a double <laughs> double revenge game. 
really a lot of similarities between the teams, um, in my opinion. Um, really, just just based on kind of the way uh, you know your, uh, the killer cars have kind of hit that that uh, down pendulum swing lately, and you know the damage really has has kind of been a measure of consistency for most of the season. Um, uh, frankly, I think I want to take the damage in that second round matchup myself, and and we'll see what happens. But it, it, it looks, it's going to be close. Brent, uh, do you have a do you have an official prediction for that matchup? Well, between the, I mean, the da- the damage there, like you said, they've been consistent, and the killer cars have been a little bit downward here lately. However, with that week off, you have to wonder if that's break could maybe they come back and start picking it back up again for that last final push to get. It. I mean, I, it's really too hard to call right now from what I can see. Mm. Very much so. The second second round matchup we would see, uh, if our predictions are correct, the first round. Of course, uh, Brent and Johnny both picking the Rebels out of round one, so that's what we'll go with. And um, the Rebels would get the Bulldogs, the top seed in the league, uh, in round two. Um, Brent, thoughts? Uh, that would that'd be another tough matchup. The only the only thing that concerns me with the Bulldogs, I mean, they've got some great players. I mean, Ugla's mashing. You have Jason Bay doing great in Boston. But one, five of his main starters are from Chicago. And it's kind of like if if the Cubs collapse, that might take down Craig with them. With that, I mean, that's the possibility that I can see being kind of a wild card in that matchup. Right. And there, there are some concerns with... with uh, his ace, of course, Carlos Zambrano, or one of his aces, I should say. Um, uh, news today out of Chicago uh, that uh, uh, Big Z is suffering from a fatigued arm, I believe. That's and I don't know how that's going to affect things down the stretch. I, I know that's, that's not the kind of news you want to hear if you're Craig Hunter at uh, at this hour uh, going into going into the postseason. Um, we'll see how that plays out. You know, I, I would love to pick the Bulldogs here. Uh, frankly, because um, the East Division has sent a representative to the BDLCS every year, as has the South, actually. And I would like to see that tradition continue, uh, considering my generals are from the East. But uh, I'm going to give the nod here to the Rebels. Um, I think uh, I think they're uh, I think it's their time to to get back to to that elite status, that prominence that they uh, experienced. Um, four years ago, and I, I think they're going to do that here. I'd agree with that, Scotty. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rebels, too. Uh, if if for no other reason, then um, I think they're probably the hottest team going in. Um, we've seen that with Earn before. Um, like the Rebels are the hottest team, and if there's any slight weakness with that team, it might be uh, the lack of saves or uh, just the few number of closes they have. I would, and if, if they're going to face a team, it would be, I would think the Bulldogs, who don't have as many closers themselves to really challenge him in that. Um, yeah, just because he's so hot. I, they're very evenly evenly matched up, and um, right. I wish them both luck. We'll have to see. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to correct myself. I said five stars. It was only four. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, who's counting? It's Cubs. He only he, his his roster only consists of you know uh, 73% uh, as <coughs> it is, so it, it's it's neither here nor there. But. Johnny has to wonder if that collapse would be spelled with K. <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. Okay. Um, or would it be choke with a K? <laughs> <laughs> BDLCS 2008. We are about to crown our fourth league champion. And um, gosh, the the uh, the BDLCS is, is going to be a, another hard one to call. Um, uh, out of what we're seeing here, uh, out of the predictions that we've thrown out, we're not going to see the the Falcons back in the in the title match. Um, again, I you know I, I don't ever intend to bet against the Falcons until they, they actually do falter. But uh, since we kinda have a majority uh, going on going here, I'm going to I'm gonna throw out my BDLCS prediction. Uh, I think we're gonna see the the damage and the rebels there uh, to play for the title this year. And um, that may nearly be as hard a matchup to call as round one's Rebels Falcons matchup that we're going to see start uh, tomorrow. Um, wow, it's it's tough. I think I'm going to give the nod to the damage. Uh, I think you're going to see them uh, uh, not by any means dominate the series, but uh, I believe the depth there is really going to play in, uh, play a strong role. And uh, again, damage. It's just they're such a consistent team. Uh, they've never really uh, floundered throughout the season, just kind of, you know, they've been on cruise control almost, just uh, doing their thing as, as always. And I, I don't see any reason for that to uh, for that to cease for the BDLCS. And that's my prediction. I think we're going to see Bill uh, Moran take, uh, take home his first uh, BDL crown and, 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 frankly, America's first BDL crown, which I'll <laughs> congratulate him for. But, uh, Brent. What do you see there? I've got to go with the Rebels on this one. I mean, between, again, going back to his pitching depth, he's got Halliday and Beavy and Johan. And it's just, I can just see them. They've got what seems to be a more equal distribution between pitching and <coughs> hitting. That I can just see them come out on top for this one between those two in the final. Yeah, i, I got to agree with Brent here. Um, as much as the damage would probably be the team... I would least like to face. Um, I got to go with the Rebels because of something Brent said earlier. Um, I I see the Rebels as very similar to the Killer Cars, and <clears throat> it's going to be one of those matchups where the Rebels pitching is deep. Um, they know they can count on them, and it's if you can get one or two hitting categories, then I I, I put the Rebels over the top. Mm. Well, um, that would be, of course. That franchises um, uh, going back to the the days as the, the Stockholm Vikings would be their second uh, BDL championship. They were the inaugural champions in 2005, and um, of course we've had two. Oh, way back. Way back, yeah, way way back. <laughs> old school champs. Old school BDL champs. That's right. Um, of course, had uh, uh, two in between there from from the same division. 
Ernest taking uh, the 06 and 07 title. So you know, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Um, the South, as always, uh, seemingly is is may may well be the strongest um, playoff division. Uh, as much as frankly as as we like to kind of uh, give them a hard time over over the division itself not being that deep. The you know the Rebels and the Falcons are practically always there in the end, and um, it's it's um, really remarkable what they've been capable of, of doing. Um, but uh, that's it, guys. Um, you know it's it's going to be another squeaker. You know I don't know. I even hate to make uh, make a make a prediction here on any of these matchups. Yeah, anybody could win. I'm hoping it's the Killer Car Company. Um, <laughs> I'm sure the other the other five teams are hoping it's them. And uh, I mean, it's been a great season. Um, there's been a lot of surprises, and that's um, uh, I say bring it on. I'm ready to go Good next deal. next week. Next week. <laughs> Brent, before we before we take off here, one more one more update on the ball game. Where are we at? The game just ended with a strikeout by Justin Upton. Okay. Dodgers win eight to one. Eight to one. Okay, so no the, changes in the. Bulldogs generals matchup there for the uh, end of the regular season, so that does make it official. Craig Hunter, and his Bulldogs will claim the top seed uh, in the league with uh, Killer Car Company right behind there at number two. And again, just to recap, the uh, rest of the playoff field, the damage coming in um, with the third seed, and they will finish with a record of. I do have that right in front of me. It'll finish with a record of uh, 130, 65-15. That's a 6.55 winning percentage. The Rebels will claim the South, 131, 69-10. The Falcons are your top wild card, 123, 75-12. And the Nats, uh, again, as I mentioned, for their second playoff appearance, 118 wins, uh, 80 losses, and 12 ties. Um, do we have a quick reference on who the closest two teams were to the wild card? Um, <coughs> not right in front of me. I don't see. Closest two teams. I would still think uh, the Generals and the Cramps, uh, there was a pretty good distance between the rest of the league, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, the, yeah, the Wallabies were next in line, and they were 11 games behind the Generals before this week, so I, the Cramps and Generals... <laughs> Yeah, the, the playoff field, you know, it really separated itself considerably from from the rest of the field this year. It, uh, Johnny and I, of course, were remarking that how how much parity uh, that there seemed to be in the league coming into 2008, and, and how how close we anticipated it being there for the, the middle of the pack teams. But that just really didn't pan out. Um, you know, the, the top six really really pulled away, especially there toward the end. And, and you know that that's how it goes. It's it's baseball. It's it's always hot and cold, and, and you're going to have up years and down years. But uh, uh, as Johnny said, it was a great regular season, and um, looking really forward to the playoffs. I think by far, I think both uh, Brent and Johnny will agree this is the the toughest uh, playoff field we have ever had to call. Um, you know, yeah, I, absolutely. One other thing to note as we were talking about these bubble teams. Uh, I'm sorry, Scotty. Oh, no problem. Looking at your your record, you didn't you didn't reach 100, but I think it's it's no 
noteworthy that, that the cramps with their, uh, I think they had four wins this week. Uh, yeah, I guess the damage finished with over 100 wins. And that, I mean, for a team that suffered through uh, some injuries early on and then kind of went into a uh, get younger mode um, pretty early, to finish with over 100 wins, it also, um, I think that's quite an accomplishment. Definitely, definitely. That uh, team has a bright future, always, as we have all remarked before uh, the cramps. And uh, I'm sure that they'll be right back in the in the thick and the hunt of things next Here's year. Here's a question. Yeah. Who's got, we on the forum we've got this running debate, you know, race for number one. I would think, what are we looking at, the Heartbreakers now? Uh, I believe that the Heartbreakers probably, what was their final score this week? Uh, anybody had Three, six, and one. Three, six, one. The Brotherhood, four and six. Okay. And who was the other? The Rockets. Yes. They were six and three. Okay, so I think we we can definitely say the Heartbreakers have uh, wrapped up that uh, top playoff pick. I'm sorry, top top draft pick. Got playoffs on the brain. Top draft pick for '09. Uh, can't recall right off if they had already traded that. I don't believe that they have. But. Uh, that team will secure that, and uh, yeah, it's been a great year. Yes, we have. Okay, guys, we're gonna wrap that up and, and, and call that a show. And uh, we appreciate everyone for listening. Um, uh, again, the playoffs will begin by the time you're listening to this. The playoffs will have will have begun um, on Monday, September the first, and. Um, Gonna be close. Gonna be close to call. But uh, also, don't forget we do have the uh, the uh, Ripken Award announcement that will be forthcoming. You should uh, hear that the second week of the playoffs is when the league has scheduled that to be announced. So uh, that should be uh, that should be interesting. The, the voting, from what I understand, is very close this year. So we'll, we'll see how that turns out. But uh, uh, Brent, it was great to have you on. I hope you. Uh, think well, but, uh, well enough of us to, to come back around sometime. Well, it was fun, and you guys want me back. I'll be more than happy to join. <laughs> good deal. Johnny, Godspeed, and good luck. You're, you're, you're the only one of us this year on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fortunate enough to, to still be playing in September, and, and uh, so I wish I wish you luck. But uh, appreciate, uh, again, everybody listening. Uh, you've been listening to Two Men On. And we're out.